Hey guys, God bless you. Welcome to Swerve Church. My name is Danny. If we haven't had the privilege of being able to meet in person just yet, thank you so much for taking out some time uh, from, from your morning. I know, listen, I know. I know you have a lot of Netflix shows that you have to watch and uh, there's movies that you haven't seen yet. Thank you so much for hitting pause and you can get back to that later anyway. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning and worshiping with us through music and now through the teaching of God's Word. Uh, we've been in a series called What's Next? And what we've been saying is that throughout this series that we all have a next step. We're all on a spiritual journey. And no matter where you are on this spiritual journey, there's a next step for you. Um, week one, we spoke about being a part of a family, this new family that, that Jesus makes us, this new family by His death on the cross, His resurrection, dying in our place for the forgiveness of sin and newness of life, also that we can become a new family. We spoke about the act of communion and taking communion together and how it causes us to remember and reflect the work of Jesus on the cross. Last week we spoke about baptism and how important of a next step that is for you and how it identifies with Jesus' death on the cross and His resurrection and how He has the power to make us a brand new in Him. Today we're going to be talking about a really important topic, uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to start off by asking you guys a question. Uh, have you ever been a part of some sort of collaboration, some sort of group project? Uh, you know, think about, you know, maybe at school, maybe at work, where you have to work uh, with a couple different people or several different people uh, as a team. Can you guys think of a collaborative project that you've had to work on? Uh, did you ever work on a project like this and someone didn't hold their end of the bargain. Would you guys let me know in the comments? Did you ever work on a collaborative project and someone didn't do their part? Someone did not hold their weight? How did you feel in, in the middle of all that? Let me know in the comments down below. I know I've been on projects before working with other people and if someone did not do their end of the bargain, if someone did not hold their weight, man, it just, it just stressed me out because that means we have to pick up the rest of the load, right? That person's load. And chances are, if that's, that's been you if at work or at school, then you just know how stressful that is. Uh, if somebody's not doing their part, the rest of the team has to pick up the slack. It can be frustrating. It creates extra work. It can really tend to lower the morale of the people on the team. And it raises stress levels way high. There's a major gap when someone doesn't do their part, when someone doesn't hold their part of their bargain, when someone doesn't contribute. Now, I want you guys to apply that to the family dynamic because you see the same is true in, in family. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a part. Everybody has a responsibility. And if one person in the family doesn't fulfill their responsibilities, then there's a big hole. Everyone has to contribute in the family unit. And if you don't contribute to the family, then there's a big gap. There's a big hole. There's some piece. There's a piece that's missing. And what if I told you that the same was true in the family dynamic at the local church. After all, the church is a family. It's not just a building. It's not just a service. It's not just an attend. It's not just an event that you attend. If the church is a family, then that means every person that's a part of this family has a role, a responsibility. There, You have a contribution. And if you're a part of this family and you don't contribute and you don't do what you have to do, there's a major hole. There's a major gap. So think about that for a second. In fact, our big idea for today is this. You can write this down if, if you're taking notes today. And that is that God gives gifts to contribute to the family. God gives you gifts to contribute to the family. 
if Jesus makes his family and if the church is in a building, it is a family, then that means that we're all a part of that family and that means that we all have something to contribute. Every single one of us have a job. Every single one of us brings something to the table. God is uniquely wired and gifted. Every single one of us to bring to the family, to help serve the family, to, to bring to the table, to be able to contribute. God calls each and every single one of us. Now, I know exactly what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, me? It can't be Danny, it can't be me. Absolutely you, you too. God has gifted you. God has given you something to contribute to the family. He's given you a gift. And today we're going to be studying uh, Romans uh, chapter 12. We're going to be looking at a few verses uh, from this chapter. And what you're going to notice is that Paul is given an exhortation to the church in Rome. And what he's telling them is that they have to contribute. That God has called them, that God has wired them, that God has gifted them to contribute to the local church. And that's exactly what we're going to learn about today. And so if you're ready uh, to take notes and jump into the first point, uh, we have this, number one, you can write it down, and that is that you are not the hot stuff. We, we got to start here. You are not the hot stuff. Listen, if you're watching this with somebody at home, uh, turn to them and tell them you're not the hot stuff. Okay, you're not the hot stuff. Um, now, he doesn't quite say it that way, and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. But you see that there's two different types of people. When, when, if I tell you, hey, you have a role to play in the family of God. God has gifted you. There's two types of responses. Uh, you may be me. It, it, no way. It can't be, Danny. That's for everybody else. That's for the rock stars and the superstars in our church. But me, there's no way. There's nothing special about me. God hasn't gifted me anything. That's one response. The other response is, Danny, you're, you're right. Shine the camera on me, right? Give me the lights, you know, put me out there, put me up there. I want to talk. I have something to share. I want to show the world. Everybody look at me. Those are the two responses that we tend to see when we talk about this. But look how both of those thoughts are contrasted by what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. He says this, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has contributed, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Did you guys catch that? He says, don't think of yourself more highly than you should. Don't think of yourself so highly. Now, he says everyone has a measure of faith, which means that everyone brings something to the table. Everybody has a call to contribute, but you, the way we should respond to that contribution, the contribution that we bring, is with humility. It's not done so that we can be in the limelight. It's not done so that we can have all eyeballs on us. It's not so that we can receive attribution and so that we can have our name published and so that the world can know. It's not so that we can grab all the attention and have all the recognition. It's not for any of those reasons. Instead, he says that we should humbly respond to our part of the family. Our response to our call to contribute is to do so in humility, to do so uh, with much humility. He says that uh, each one is distributed a measure of faith. That means that you too have a role to play. And that means that you too matter. It means that you are also important. That means that you also bring something to the table. Every single person that is a part of the family of God through the local church, has something to contribute. You are called to contribute. And in fact, that's, that leads us to number two, and you can write this down, and that is that you are an important piece of the puzzle. 
you are an important piece of the puzzle. So you listen, you're not all the attention, okay? It's not all about you, but it is true that you are incredibly vital to the family. And Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. He says, Now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now, I don't know if you guys caught that, but Paul is essentially using anatomy uh, to help us understand what he's trying to communicate here. He's using the picture of like the human body to kind of help us to really grasp the concept of what he's sharing. And what he's saying, listen, the foot is distinct from the hand, right? The eye is distinct um, from, from the ear and the nose is distinct from the mouth, right? Every, every part of the body anatomically has its own function and it's used in its own particular way, but every single part of the body forms one body. And that's the picture that he's trying to think. That's the picture that he's trying to paint. Now think about a puzzle. Yeah, my wife and uh, my son Christian, they love to do puzzles. So think about that. Think about a puzzle. Each puzzle piece is unique in the way that it's designed and made. Each one has a unique size and a shape, but when you put them all together, it makes one complete picture. Now, if one piece is missing, then the picture is incomplete. That one piece is extremely vital. Without that one piece, the rest of the puzzle is no good. Now, I hate puzzles. I despise them. Really, I do. But you know what I love? I love pizza. So how about you think about this as one big pizza, right? Can you think of if we, like the body of Christ, the local church is one huge pizza and you are a beautiful, big, delicious, hunking slice of that pizza pie. You're a very important uh, slice of this pizza pie. Now, can you guys imagine if you ordered Grubhub, all right, and the delivery guy rings your doorbell and, and brings the pie up and one slice is missing? How are you going to respond? Oh, well, you know, at least I got the majority of the pie, right? I got seven out of eight slices. That's not bad. You're not going to answer that way. No, the, the pie is incomplete and you're, you are upset, right? Because you paid for an entire slice of the pie or the entire pie. And that's exactly the picture that he's kind of trying to paint. You are a slice of the pie. You are a piece of the puzzle. And, and if something's missing, if one piece is missing, if one piece is not doing what God has designed it to do, then the picture is incomplete. The pie is incomplete. You are an important piece of the puzzle. Do you see yourself that way? Do you see yourself as an important piece of the puzzle? Why not? Because God has created you that way. God has gifted you that way. God has designed you that way. God has instilled within you gifts and talents and abilities. And He's filled you with compassion and love to be able to share with the rest of the church. Do you see yourself that way? Why not? You're an important piece of the puzzle. Uh, you're an important slice of the pie. And number three, you can write this down. Whatever God has gifted you, use it. Whatever God has gifted you, use it. And Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. And of course, if you continue to read that passage, Paul goes on to list an examples. Uh, I'll give you a list of examples of the different ways uh, that you may be gifted. And he mentions in this passage, he says, prophecy, service, exhortation, teaching, generosity, leading, showing mercy. 
And honestly, that is not a complete list of the ways that God has gifted you. These are some of the ways that you may be gifted by God. There's other passages in the Bible that you can uh, read to find other gifts that God may have given you. Uh, but honestly, I don't think any one of those lists are an exhaustive list. Uh, because our, our God has created a plethora of different types of gifts that He's given each and every single one of us. But this is a good list. It's a good starting point to see. Do you see yourself in any one of these things? And the idea is that no matter which one or several of these that God has gifted you, you need to use it. You need to put it into practice. If you are a great encourager, man, encourage somebody. Encourage the people that are around you. Encourage the people in our church. Man, we need it now more than ever in the middle of, uh, of this whole ordeal, in the middle of sickness, in the middle of everything that's going on. We need encouragement. And if God has gifted you, to be an encourager, then use that gift. If you are a great listener, there are people that need to talk and confess and share you know, what's burdening them and what's on their heart. And you go ahead and give them a call and you listen. You let them pour out you know, their tears and you listen and you be a great listener. You use that gift. If you are compassionate, man, extend that compassion. Serve the marginalized. Serve the vulnerable. Just this week, we, we went out to the corner of uh, Knickerbocker and Star, and we just see so many people that are, are hungry for food. And so we just go out there and we just serve. And, and so if you are, have the gift of compassion, then demonstrate that compassion and, and serve the people that need it the most. Share compassion with your neighbors. Share compassion with your friends and your family and those people that don't know Jesus. Now listen, if you don't know the ways that God has gifted you or if you're not sure, <laughs> we'd love to talk to you about it. Let us know in the comments right now. Say, say you know, I, I don't know what the ways God has gifted me. And there's people right now that are willing to have a conversation with you and help you discover it. Maybe we can carry it over um, into, into Messenger and have a discussion or FaceTime and talk about it. There's resources out there to help you discover the different ways that God has gifted you. But whatever ways God has gifted you, use it. You see, guys, the natural outcome of putting our faith in Jesus and being a part of the family is to be able to contribute to that family. A person who does not contribute to the family is not a helpful family member. Right? The person in your house that does not do the dishes, take out the trash, or go to work, or do their homework, or do what they have to do is not a helpful member of that family. Every person in a healthy family has a role to play, a responsibility. And it's the same in the family of God, in the local church. There's a role to contribute. What are the ways that God has gifted you? This is a natural outcome. Once you've put your faith in Jesus and you become a part of the family of God, is to contribute to the family. I want you guys to remember this, that we serve a Savior who did not come to be served, but what did He do? What did He do, guys? He came to serve, is what the Bible says. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve others. And, and we can learn from Jesus not to be simply focused on ourselves and, on, and only receiving and only you know, consuming you know, whatever's out there. And, and one of my greatest fears out of this whole ordeal is that we all would become spiritual consumers and, and just sit on our, our sofas and just consume the content and just wait for Sundays to come so that we can consume the content and, and nitpick and say, I didn't like this song or Danny spoke too long or he, he didn't say any funny jokes or whatever and just kind of nitpick at the content and not see ourselves as contributors and as important as a, an important role to the family of God and contributing to the, by the ways that God has gifted us. 
And we can learn, we can learn from our humble Savior, from Jesus Christ, that He did not come to be served, but to serve others. The Bible says it this way in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. You know, Jesus' entire ministry was focused on others. Between healing the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, helping those that were marginalized and vulnerable and rejected and despised by the rest of society. And then at the very end of his life, it took him ultimately to die on a cross, the most wretched of executions in human, known to human history. And he died on the cross to serve you and to serve me and to forgive us of our sin. And then they put his lifeless body in a tomb. And three days later, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God raised him from the grave, conquering Satan's sin and death, crushing the grip that sin had on us and granting us eternity, forgiveness of sin, and new life in him. Why? To serve you. To serve you. To give you new life. To give you forgiveness. To give you an opportunity to be welcomed into the arms of God. And He calls us, as a response to that, to contribute. He gifts us. He gives us different gifts, talents, abilities, attributes to be able to serve one another, to serve our family, to serve our neighbors, and to serve the rest of the world. How has He called you? How has He gifted you? If you're here today and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, to receive that forgiveness of sin and the newness of life, all you need to do is put your faith in Him. It's not about doing greater works. It's not about praying more, reading the Bible more, attending more church, consuming more Christian content. It's not about none of that. It's about putting your faith in Jesus. He alone is mighty to save. Would you guys join me in prayer? God, I thank you that you have made us a special piece of the puzzle. You've made us that way to contribute to the family of God. I just pray, God, that we wouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we should, and that instead you would help us to serve humbly, to serve the local church, to serve one another. God, would you show us how to contribute would you show us how to utilize those gifts? And for those of us who don't really know what those gifts are, would you help us discover them? Thank you for the perfect model that we have in Jesus Christ, who did not come to be served, but to serve us who serve me. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.